Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Jasmine Star Show. I was just thinking, as I press record, it's crazy that I find myself as a founder of a tech company. <laughs> but it's even crazier to think I started a business at all. Because, you know, if you've been here for a minute or a hot second or two, you probably know that I am the daughter of an immigrant. I'm the first generation Latina who was the first in my family to graduate college. And I went on to pursue postgraduate work at UCLA Law School. And then I dropped out. A few people know that it was during my first year that I got news that my mom had a relapse of brain cancer and my life got flipped upside down. My mom was 50 years old when she had a relapse of brain cancer and I was 25. And I know I've said it before, but it really does beg repeating. I felt like I had a midlife crisis. Most people traditionally have a midlife crisis when they're, I don't know, 40, 45, because that's technically midlife for most people. But when you have a mom who's dying at 50 and you're 25, you have a midlife crisis almost immediately. And I thought to myself, what if I have just 25 years left in my life to live? And again, I have said this before, but this is a mantra that I remind myself quite often. It's so foolish to think that any of us are guaranteed any amount of time. And I was foolish to think that I had 25 years left. I wasn't even sure if I had 25 months or 25 minutes. None of us are even guaranteed 25 seconds. We're guaranteed nothing. And it was at this time that I realized that my mom's brain cancer had taken her life to another level. And although today I am very fortunate enough to say that my mom is still here with me. Heck, my mom is still here with us. She did a podcast episode with me a little while back. I have to tell you that that experience, this very long experience, she battled cancer for almost nine years. Now, if you can imagine nine years of battling cancer when I was 25, that's, you know, about 40% of my entire life and more than 50% of my cognizant years going through life. I can't tell you what that means to watch a parent battle for her life, for the vast majority of your life. It had a profound impact on me because it was then that I realized I didn't want to die a lawyer. I'll never forget sitting around a very small, round Ikea kitchen table. And it was in this little breakfast nook that we had in our apartment. We had just gotten married and I was trying to figure out life and the complexities of it. I was raised very close to my family and it was the first time that I had ever lived with JD, just like the two of us, which I know, not quite the norm, but I had gone from college directly to law school and we dated long distance through college while he was located in the Bay Area and life just took a bunch of twists and turns. And so in addition to learning how to live with somebody for the first time, I was trying to get through a midlife crisis all the while realizing I did not want to go back to law school. JD asked me if I could do one thing for the rest of my life and be happy, what it would be. And I looked at him and I said, I wanted to be a photographer. So, you know, that kind of just begs the question, like what would make somebody like myself 
underqualified, underprepared, underfunded, undereducated to actually start a business and then have the audacity to believe that I could succeed. Well, I actually didn't have the audacity to believe I could succeed. I just had the audacity to proceed as if I was going to succeed without knowing that success was actually a foregone conclusion. And I believe that. I believe that your success is not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. And are you willing to continue running the race before you get too discouraged to quit? I often look back and believe and know that my success happened because I went out of my way to share what I was learning with other people. Now, I know that this doesn't make sense from a business perspective, but it was what I did, and now I hold it as the truth of my business perspective. So when I shared things with other people, they, in turn, were sharing what they were learning with me. I started sharing in such a capacity that I began getting featured on outlets like MSNBC for sharing what I was learning about social media and how it was helping me in my business. So where there is free attention, you will find me. Hold on. I think I need to like say that like like a long lost Latina superhero. Where there is free attention, you will find me there. Okay. Cheesy? Yeah, it's definitely cheesy. Maybe we'll edit that part out. Either way. Anyway, <laughs> cheesiness aside, I'm going to talk about free attention. Why? Why are you going to find me where free attention exists? I do not choose platforms based on my personal preference. I choose platforms based on where I believe my dream customer exists. You know, people often talk about Clubhouse and what kind of future that I think Clubhouse has because it hit a peak during the pandemic. And then now that people got busier, now that other social platforms are iterating and growing, like, is it going to be the next big thing? And the answer is, I don't know, but I'm going to proceed and I'm going to create. Not because I think that it's the platform for growth and opportunity. I post, I create content, I share, I host rooms. Simply because I believe on these platforms is where dream customers, my dream customers exist. And you should be able to find a platform where you think your dream customer exists. Now, I'm telling you that I can expand it to different social platforms because I believe I know how to build a brand. But it wasn't always like this. Okay, I didn't one day wake up and say, you know what I can do? (laughs) I am really good at making brands work. Heck, no. I actually didn't even know what a brand was. When I started my business, I did not know how to get my business off the ground. So you might be listening and feeling the same way, or you might be in that like kind of tenuous spot between I kind of sort of got my business off the ground, but I'm not sure if I can keep it off the ground. And then there's other people who are like, my business is finally off the ground and how do I take it to the next level? Or maybe you're one of those people who are like, my business is off the ground, I'm ready to take it to another level, but I really want to scale. Wherever you are in that, every time somebody asks me a question, I always go back to but are you building a brand? You will get everything you want on the back of a brand. I am talking about pivoting. I am talking about scaling. I am starting. About, I'm talking about starting. I am talking about getting it off the ground. I am starting about all those things. And yes, I do know that I had an audio snafu and because it was kind of like a word that blended into three words and I'm like, I'm still going with it. Why? Because I know how to build a brand and a brand is not about perfection. It is about owning your imperfections. Do you like how I riff there? Oh, Okay, so let's go back. I started in business. I didn't know how to get it off the ground. And there I was, a photographer who had never owned a camera, 
who got a camera, like I'm talking about, like it's a prosumer camera. It's like something you get from Best Buy. Okay, let's not think that I was like, I got my hustle blood for $2,000. No, I got this camera and then I started taking pictures. And all I kept on wondering was, how do I turn this passion into my profession? And then I started realizing, well, wait, 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 how can I turn my profession into profitability? Because it's one thing to be a professional and not make any money. There are plenty of those people. And I quickly realized I don't want to do that. And so once I realized that I wanted to be a professional who was growing a profitable business, I then started asking myself, how do I stick out from my competition? It wasn't until I built a brand that my business truly exploded. So when people say, Jasmine, how did it happen so quickly? Was there a magic trick? Tell me, is the blue pill or the red pill? Or was there something you did? Or did somebody help you? Or what did you know? Or what did you learn? And l- let me just tell you, I'm, I'm simple folk. I hail from simple folk. I am simple folk. And so I have learned how to speak simply about complex matters and break it down for others. So my response when anybody asks me how my business, how my multiple businesses have grown over the years, my answer is simple. I showed up again and again and again. And I spoke to a small group of people who had a wild impact on who I was to become and what my business would grow into. And believe it or not, you don't have to be the best in your industry. I was not the best in my industry. At the time of this recording, I am not the best in any industry. In fact, I know that there were a lot of photographers who couldn't stand the fact that I was mediocre and I was getting awards for my work. They couldn't stand the fact that I was charging a premium in a luxury market. And they said, she's not even that good. And here's the thing. They're right. I wasn't good. And I have to tell you, I have had the honor and the privilege to speak on a multitude of podcasts to be a guest speaker and stand on stages with people who have bigger teams or bigger businesses or for all intents and purposes should be destined or qualified for more. And they see me teaching the thing that I do and the things that I know and they cannot stand it. They cannot stand that a person is standing on a stage in the front of the room owning she doesn't know what she's doing and she's doing it anyway. I will look at the people who have opinions on the internet and I will look at people who sit at the back of the room with their arms crossed looking at me sideways and say, you're right, but it's not going to stop me. And do you want to know where our paths veered and then mine continued to grow over the years and which I say, if I did it once before, regardless of the opinions that people have of me now, our paths will veer and I believe mine will continue to grow. Not because... I'm better, smarter, wittier, richer, have different access to different opportunities or know people at a country club. Number one, I don't even know a single person who has a membership to a country club, although it seems really cool. Like, tell me, if you are a member of a country club, can you send me a DM? And like, what do you guys do behind those gates? Like, do you sip on like delicious lemonade and wear like white shorts and then like have these little sweaters that go over your shoulders that are like cuffed right in the front? You know, do you use like Splenda to sweeten your iced tea and add a little bit of that like country club lemonade and watch people play tennis or be like, oh, Marshall, make sure the kids are wearing their floaties in the pool. Like, tell me, tell this brown girl what you like. Why are people paying for country club? 
breakups. Like that's what I want to know. I'm sure it's great. I have no judgment. I just want to know what happens behind there. Either way, I have never had access to anything that anybody has ever else had access to. And yet it doesn't stop me from standing in rooms I don't belong in, speaking on stages I have no reason to stand on and starting businesses that people think I am unqualified to do or build and or create. The reason I can continue doing that is because I have become really, really good at giving value to the end user. I'm really good at giving value to a customer. And that, my friends, is my biggest secret. And I often talk about sharing everything I know. And it seems like it's too good, too simple, too ridiculous to be true because surely there must be something else. Surely there's a series A funding somewhere in there. Surely somebody's great grandpappy is slipping you a few 100s on the back end to grow this thing. Surely you're not bootstrapping this entire thing. Surely you don't stay up late at night thinking about how you're going to have a conversation with your CFO to say like, we need to hire somebody else. And yes, we're pulling our pinchies. We're pinching our pennies together. I was going to say pulling and pinching our pennies. Either way, I'm going to say pinching our pennies together to make it happen. I'm willing to bet that the more value I give to customers and end users, the more we're destined to succeed. When you know who it is you serve and you serve them an experience that is unparalleled, they will love you and they will come back for more. So how do you serve your audience with what they need? Well, that's what we're going to get into today because I know that I can give you all the inspirational talks in the world, but if I don't give you something tactical to take action on, then it wouldn't be the Jasmine Star Show because y'all know it's like a loving kick in the pants, but it's tactical things. I want us to grow and I want us to grow together. This is why I intently share everything I know. Just this morning, I was scrolling through Instagram and I was looking through my DMs And I have to say that oftentimes I think it's probably me and my mom and like a few other people who listen to the podcast. And I got a message from Maddie and she said, Jasmine, you helped me sell $100,000 as a beginner influencer in eight months, all because I took your advice and decided to stay consistent. My actions weren't mapping my aspirations before. Never since I started listening to your podcast, I've done a whole 360. I just wanted to take time to say thank you for making the content you do. I am that one person that needed to hear it from you. And she sent me a screen grab and it said, Maddie generated $119,363.31 from 1,331 conversions. She sent me a screen grab of her successful conversions. And I think to myself, is Maddie special? Did I say anything special? Or did Maddie just choose to be consistent and serve her end user well? When it comes to serving your audience, there's a lot of good news. There is a science to creating scroll-stopping content that will resonate with your ideal client or customer. But I have to start by busting a few myths. Now, most of these myths really focus on the algorithm. And I have to bust those myths and say the algorithm does not play favorites. Instagram has come out and said that shadow banning does not exist. They're not out to get you. And if one of your posts tank, it isn't personal. I have come out and said a thousand times before, I believe that the algorithm is like the homegirl who tells you those white shorts, mm, they're a little too tight and a little too short. And girl, you got some spinach stuck in your teeth. That's what the algorithm tells you. The algorithm tells you when you ain't looking your best, but we don't look at it that way. 
We're like, surely the algorithm's lying to me. No, the algorithm is agnostic. The algorithm don't know you. The algorithm is looking at what your followers are engaging with and then determining how viable that piece of content is. The truth is that you are in control of how your content performs. So if you're ready to take control of your social media content and make sure that every post or real live video or story speaks to your dream customer, take a step back. (sighs) Let's take a deep breath and let's answer a simple question. What do you want to be known for? Answering this question will help you create your content pillars. And content pillars are a few topics that you're uniquely experienced to talk about in your business. They streamline your message and help position yourself as an authority. When it comes to choosing your content pillars, nothing is too big or too small. You can talk about anything you have experience in or you're confident in providing information about. Remember, we want to go back and give value to the end user. We want to give value to future customers. So the good news is that you're not tied to these pillars forever. Like they can change as your business changes. So please don't feel paralyzed. Like you make a decision once and you're stuck with it. No, no, no. In fact, in Social Curator, we encourage our users to update these content pillars as they grow with your business over time. So go ahead, pick the three things you're comfortable talking about or teaching or sharing about in relation to your business. So here are a few examples to kind of get your wheels turning to see what I'm talking about. So if you're a family photographer, your three pillars could be photo session attire, family-friendly locations, pre-session tips for happy kids. If you're an essential oils distributor, your three pillars could be clean living, well-being, essential oil recipes. If you're a life coach, your three content pillars could be mindset shifts for success, defeating the imposter syndrome, understanding you're enough. If you're a Montessori educator, your three content pillars could be simple and easy learning activities from home, demystifying Montessori, and setting your home up for success. At Social Curator, our three content pillars are branding, utilizing social media for sales, and seizing seemingly impossible opportunities. Okay, so once you have your three content pillars, try to come up with five to 10 ideas or topics for each pillar to talk about or create content around for the next month on social media. And then you can see how they resonate with your audience. You may find that one of your pillars gets more engagement than the other. That's perfectly normal. Recognize these sorts of trends and then try to use them in new ways. Because I have fun news for you. You will always be testing content. Yes, that is fun. Testing is fun. You're always going to be tracking how it performs and analyzing and then iterating based on the data. And the best part, this data is what's going to lead you to having confidence every time you post. Using this method will allow you to know that every single post will serve your ideal client with exactly what they need to hear and how they need to hear it. And that, well, that's gonna help you build your brand and encourage your audience to know, like, and trust you. So before I go, I'm about to tell you something that might rub you the wrong way. So prepare your heart, brace yourself. Okay, you will never become confident in creating social media content for your business if you refuse to start somewhere and do the work, like if you refuse to start, if you refuse to do the work, you're not going to become confident. The reality is I can help you grow your business on social media. I can help you find ways to get those sales off social media. I can help you create a business that you've always dreamt of, but without you simply starting, it will never leave the ground. It takes courage before you're confident. Your actions, your actions are going to be the thing that diminish the fear that you feel. 
I'm known to tell it like it is and give you a loving kick in the pants. I dwell in the land of possibility. But before we start talking about motivation and dreaming and building it out in the future, before we can chat about a plan and a strategy or the confidence you desire, friend, you have to do the work. Now, I am not saying that you're going to do the work 24 hours a day and grind forever. No, but you got to do something. You got to make strides. It is not enough just to like say, I have my plan and then not execute on the plan. You got to show what it is you're made of and you show what it is you're made of by creating and posting and engaging. You have to be willing to make mistake after mistake. Mistakes are going to be the thing that will lead you to success and consistency will be the thing that leads you to confidence. Mistakes are going to lead to success and consistency is going to lead you to the confidence that you desire. Everyone needs to start somewhere and this is your day to get out and make it happen. If you're ready to start showing up for your business in big ways, take a look at my social media marketing guide. You can find it at jasminestar.com forward slash social media plan. It is a great way to start marketing the business of your dreams in a big way and it's for free. You can download it at jasminestar.com forward slash social media plan and find the link in the show notes from wherever you're listening to today. And This will help you get that business confidence you've always dreamt of. Like always, friend, it is an honor and privilege to have this conversation with you. Sending you lots of love, good vibes, and a loving kick in the pants.